0: Hello residents. My name is Zach Olson. I'm joined today by Mike Estefan and thank you for downloading this month's episode of the EM clerkship podcast. This is EM clerkship secret residency curriculum. And today is round number eight of the game. Mike is going to need to perform today's case in real ABEM oral boards format. He has 15 minutes to complete the case. He does not know what the case is ahead of time. If Mike hits all of the critical actions that I've listed out beforehand, he wins. If he doesn't or if he performs a dangerous action, I win. These cases were created by me. They're not actual ABM cases that I had, and they are not real patients. All right, Dr. Estefan, you know the drill. Take out your paper and let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, Dr. Estefan, this is going to be a single patient encounter. You will have 15 minutes to complete the case. Do you have any questions? I do not. Let's go. All right, the timer started. All right, Dr. Estefan, you are working at ABEM General when EMS brings in an elderly gentleman who has had a fall.
1: Okay. Um, I walk into the room. What do I see?
0: Uh, you see uh, an, older, an older guy. He appears to be in pain. He's holding his leg. Okay.
1: And what's the patient's name?
0: The patient's name is Ryan Richardson.
1: Ryan. Okay. And before I start talking to Ryan, can I get an opening set of vitals?
0: Sure, absolutely. So his temperature is 98.6. His heart rate is 58. His respiratory rate is 16. His blood pressure is 105 over 60. His O2 saturation is 99%.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: You said Ryan Richardson? Ryan Richardson.
1: Great. Mr. Richardson, hi. My name is Dr. Estefan. I'm one of the resident doctors here at ABEM General. What's bringing you in today?
0: Oh, doctor, I hurt my hip. I'm I'm such a, a klutz. I'm such a klutz. What happened? Well, a couple days ago, I was going over to the kitchen, and I should have been using my walker, but the dumb cat got in my way, and I tripped over the cat, and I fell.
1: Okay. And what did you land on?
0: Well, I landed on the cat and then the ground, and I immediately felt pain.
1: Okay. Which side did you land on?
0: Uh, kind of on my right side.
1: Okay. And um, what's hurting you right now?
0: Oh my God, my hip.
1: Your right hip. Okay. And I'm sorry, when did this happen? Um, I fell three days ago. Three days ago? What took you so long to get here?
0: Well, I couldn't get up. And then the family came. They were just like, they were trying to call me, but I couldn't get over to the phone. And so they just came over and that's how they found me today. I am not doing well.
1: I'm sorry you had that fall. Um, did you lose consciousness at all? Um, no, I don't think
0: so. Okay. I recall the pain very clearly.
1: Did you hit your head at all? No. Anything else hurt? Nah, it's just my hip. And you definitely tripped on the cat. It wasn't like you were walking and then you passed out. No, I definitely tripped
0: on Max the cat. Okay. How's the cat doing? The cat is doing fine. I had to eat it. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. He was good. (laughs) He was useless, though. I was telling him to go get for help, and then he didn't do anything. He just stared at me.
1: Uh, Should have had a dog, man. I know. Seriously. All right. Um, What medical problems do you have?
0: Well, I got a couple of them. I have osteoarthritis. I have high blood pressure. I have end-stage renal disease. Do you get dialysis? I do. When was your last dialysis? Well, let's see. So today is... Wednesday. And so I must have fallen on Tuesday, Monday, Sunday. So then I was going to be due today. So it would have been Friday, I guess. Okay. Um,
1: while I am talking to the patient, can we have the nurse do an EKG immediately?
0: Sure. Let me send you an EKG. The EKG is being obtained and transferred. Oh, my hip, my hip, my hip. Oh, the hip. All right, so um,
1: let's let's give some calcium. Let's give two. Do we have an i? Do we have access on this guy? No, we do not. Okay, um, can we get two larger IVs? Can we place this patient on telly and immediately push two grams of calcium gluconate as fast as we can?
0: Alright, so you have two IVs placed, he's on telemetry Uh, You push two grams of calcium gluconate
1: And for those who cannot see the EKG, I am seeing a very wide complex rhythm um, That is concerning, at least at this point, for late stage hyperkalemia um, Especially in the setting of misdialysis Okay, calcium is given, you said? Yeah Great. Um, can we also get a blood sh- a blood sugar on this guy?
0: Um, yep, good. Uh, finger stick, blood glucose, 80.
1: Um, okay. And I'm going to draw some labs right now, and then I'm going to continue on with the history. Can I get a CBC, a BMP, a CK level? I want a – does he make urine? Um, no. Okay. Um, so CBC, BMP, a CK – um. Da, da, da. We'll look at all his electrolytes We'll get a MAG, we'll get a FOS um, And I'm sure something else We'll get COAGs Something else will come to me But that's it for now
0: Alright, so CBC, BMP, CK MAG, FOS, COAGs Yes Um, And then please interrupt me And let me know when that potassium comes back All right. The potassium is back. 8.5.
1: Lovely. Okay. So, sir, I'm very concerned. You know, I'm obviously concerned about your hip, and we'll take care of that. But there's something more pressing I need to address right now, that your potassium is 8.5, which can lead to fatal arrhythmias if not treated. Ooh, Um, that's bad. So... Uh, I'm happy to give you something for pain right now, and then we're going to treat your calcium. Do you have any allergies to medications? I don't have any allergies.
0: Okay. Are you taking any meds right now? Um, I take Tylenol for my arthritis and Atenolol for my blood pressure.
1: Okay. Um, Let's see. And you do not make urine, correct? Correct. So Lasix is out of the picture there. Can we get this guy an albuterol, Neb? Um we could give him let's see his blood glucose was 80. Um can we give him and I'll I'll talk to the pharmacist but um grab some uh I don't know if I want to do an insulin drip with de- dextrose or just I think I just want to give some insulin with dextrose. Can I talk to pharmacy real quick? Sure. I'm the pharmacist. Hey, we have a guy in hyperkalemia, and I want to give him insulin with dextrose. Uh, his current blood sugar is 80. What would you recommend as far as how many units of insulin and how much dextrose to go with that?
0: Um, that's a good question. So you have to be careful with the insulin because he's going to be – it's renally cleared, so he'll drop his sugar if you give too yeah. much. So I would either give him 10 units, give him the D50, and then put him on a sugar drip or maybe cut your insulin back a little bit. All right, let's do something let's like try, that, though.
1: Let's try, uh, we'll give an amp of D50, and we'll give him five units for now. All
0: right, F- five units of insulin, amp of D50 given.
1: And then we can start him on a bicarb drip. And again, I would like uh, pharmacy's recommendation for that. Do we, do we have a uh, a bicarb on his BMP? Um, Sure, The it's t- twenty three. 23, cool. Okay, well, we can we can also just start him on a bicarb drip at this point. Um, pharmacy, do you have any recommendations for hyperkalemia bicarb?
0: Well, I have whipped up a few of these in the past. Like three, amp, three amps in a liter? Yeah, take three amps, put it in, put it in, yep, water. Or put it in like D5, yeah, yep, yep. All
1: right, so, so D5W, yeah. All right, so we'll do three amps in D5W. Sounds good. And can we repeat that EKG um, after the calcium was given? Sure. That looks lovely. The QRSs are narrow. I don't see any peaked T's. I don't see any sinusoidal waves like I saw on the first one. Um, So that's great. How's your pain doing, sir? Horrible pain in my right hip. It's very crunchy. All right, let's 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 give him... Uh, sorry, let me examine him. Uh, I look at him. What do I see? Oh, that's a good idea. Um,
0: you see a man who's in pain, and he's holding his right hip. Okay, are his legs equal lengths? Um, they are not. His right is shortened and rotated. Okay. Um, can we get a
1: uh, pelvic x-ray portable? Sure. And while they're bringing that over, is his pelvis stable?
0: Yeah, his pelvis is stable.
1: Okay. And that looks like a really bad fracture at the (laughs) femoral neck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So, sir, you broke, you have a really bad break in uh, one of the long bones of your neck, of your uh, leg.
0: Well, that's the worst news I've heard all day.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. Let's give this man a milligram of Dilaudid. Um Let's let's call nephrology because he is going to need emergent dialysis um, for that K. Can we recheck the K? Can we recheck his sugar? Um, and then also, I would like to call it orthopedics for this hip fracture uh, or this uh, sorry femoral neck
0: fracture. So let's see here. So you recheck the K it's 8.0. Um, blood sugar is a hundred and you got orthopedics on the line. Great. Hi. Um, I have a guy
1: down here, a history of end stage renal, um, who turned out to be hyperkalemic that we have stabilized his EKG for now. Um, we're going to Get him to emergent dialysis to get that K out of his system. Um he's missed he's like four or five days out from his last dialysis, but basically he had a mechanical fall, fell, and it looks like it broke he broke the femoral neck of his right femur.
0: Alright.
1: And I'm sorry, on exam, is is this an
0: open fracture? Um, it is closed. Okay. Anything else you'd like to know? Um, is there Signs of
1: bleeding, like a hematoma or anything like that around it. Um,
0: there's some there's some bruising.
1: Bruising, okay. Um, but it's not open, correct? Nope, correct. Does he still have pulses in his lower extremity? Um, yes, he does. Does he have a femoral pulse on that side? Yes. Okay. So, and does he have sensation? Uh yes. Okay, so it sounds like this guy's neurovascularly intact. He has some bleeding around the site. It looks like a pretty bad break, but it's not an open fracture. Um, I know you you normally, and I'm talking to ortho now, I know you guys usually like us to start these patients on ANSEF. um, If you think they're going to go to the OR or if it's an open fracture, do you want to pull up the x-ray and let me
0: know? Yeah, I saw it. It looks, I don't see the fracture. Oh, wait, I think I see it. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Subtle. Subtle, yes. Looks sharp. Sharp edges. Yeah. All right, we'll take him to the OR. You want us to take him right now? You know what? You should call nephrology first.
1: Yeah, so we'll we'll get him dialyzed. We'll, we'll take him um, once he's stable. And you want me to start him on ANSEF?
0: Sure, why not? All right, cool.
1: Um, can I call nephrology now?
0: This is Dr. Kidney.
1: Actually, before I talk to nephrology, does this guy have a fistula somewhere?
0: Uh, Sure, yeah. Yes, he does. Okay. Um, left, left arm. Okay. And what were the
1: rest of the labs? I'm sorry,
0: before I talked to nephrology. Um, CBC is a normal, a little bit of a chronic anemia. His BMP, we talked about the potassium. His creatinine was 10. His BON was 80. Um, you talked about his bicarbonate was 23. His CK was 10,000. MAG2, FOSS is whatever a normal FOS is. Coag's cool. normal.
1: Cool. Okay. Hey, Mister Kidney Doctor. Um, I have a
0: elderly. Doctor, Mister Kidney Doctor.
1: I have an elderly gentleman here, history of end stage renal who last had dialysis on Friday it is now Wednesday, he fell over the weekend and has been on the floor of his house since Um, he's anuric at baseline he came in hyperkalemic to 8.5 we he he does not make urine so I held off on the Lasix but we gave him uh, albuterol, nebs we gave him insulin and D50 and we put him on a bicarb drip, his initial EK showed sinusoidal waveforms with a wide, very wide QRS, Um, but after the calcium, uh, we gave him, I think, two grams of calcium gluconate, Um, his QRS narrowed to a normal sinus rhythm EKG. Um, We're going to continue to check potassium, uh, or sorry, serial EKGs every hour, Um, and we're happy to start him on... Anything that you want, but this guy needs emergent dialysis. He also has a right femoral neck fracture that he needs to go to the OR for. Um, and his CK was 10,000, but his kidneys
0: are already shot. So, all right, sounds good. Um, we'll take him up to dialysis. That ends your case. Great. All right. Woo. Dude, that was right. a lot. That was a lot. There you go, man. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. How do you think it went? um i think
1: it went well i think i probably got the major things but there are a lot of details there and i i'm thinking i probably missed one thing i've actually never run into a hyperkalemic patient who's anuric so i'm not sure like it makes sense to me that lasik Kxlate takes days um so usually we don't give that in the ed where I have seen at least, but I've, I've never run into the issue of LASIKs um, with someone who's anuric. (laughs) So,
0: right. I think, I think you're supposed to hold off is my understanding, but probably doesn't matter too, too much.
1: Also in my experience, these patients who come in hyperkalemic after missing dialysis, um, it's, I guess initially the number 8.5 scared me, but they are used to living in, mild hyperkalemia so um i i guess initially i was surprised that his ekg changed back so quickly after two only uh, two grams of calcium gluconate usually we this is like multiple pushes but i guess if he l- probably lives at six six point five this actually isn't too high for him
0: sure all right so for the, everyone that's listening what are the what are your diagnoses that you at least think it is. So
1: what I think, this guy has hyperkalemia and was on the break of coding <laughs> uh, based on the EKG I saw. He also had a femoral neck fracture on x-ray. Um, he also probably has rhabdo
0: based on his CK and him being found down for that amount of time. Damn. Well, uh, critical actions, give the patient pain medicine, which you did, consult orthopedics for a hip fracture, which you did, obtain an EKG, which you did, Uh, treat severe hyperkalemia, which you did, and send for dialysis, which you did. You nailed this case. You knocked this case out of the park. Um, And the reason I wanted to do this, because I wanted to start, because you're almost now, almost the second year, so you have to start stacking a few more things together, because it's not just one straightforward when when you're prepping for the oral boards, it's not just whatever an aortic aneurysm yeah it'll be things combined it'll be trauma with a medical you know and it kind of the the temptation is always you go you you go really down one path super fast early and then you you get sloppy and you miss something else mm-hmm. so that's why i wanted to kind of give you a case that had a few different features what i was trying to do is get you to go straight for the hip but you you didn't go you know you you got your history and everything so that was good. Um, Tell me something you could have done better. Um, I felt like there's one area you could have done a lot better.
1: I was very... Well, so immediately when this guy came in, I should have probably gotten, you know, did the safety net things, IVO2 monitor. I probably, once I realized he had missed dialysis, that second I should have put pacer pads on him. Um And I was also very disorganized. I was kind of all over the place, but...
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't think pacer pads would be a critical action. I mean, having the crash cart to the bedside, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. cause it show cause what they, they grade you on all these different things. They grade you on your understanding of the possible clinical courses that may happen, regardless of if they happen. So if you say, Oh, bring the crash cart, you know, have the nurse ready to do this. It shows that, you know, where that case might go. Um, which scores you a few points. I felt like the, the weakness that you had on this case, even though you knocked it out of the park, um, you got a little sloppy with your history in your exam. So cuz kind of what you did, so you and this is what you're supposed to do is you start off, you see that the patient is sick, so you go straight into the resuscitation mode, which is what you're supposed to do. You get the information you need and you move the the what at some point though, you kind of need to circle back. And I I mean you, you got the medical history up front. You ended up, I think asking allergies and medications, but you're a little bit eh, on the exam. Yeah. Um, you know, you should have probably done, uh, like a spinal exam, some sort of like neuro exam with him falling. Obviously it's a very low risk fall. Cause I didn't want you to have to worry about, is he bleeding and stuff too? Cause there's enough going on. But I mean, in the real, in the real world, if you have somebody who's on dialysis, like they're uremic, they yeah, could bleed for sure. Get an easy subdural, you know? um, so uh, be careful because this is – let's see because the other time this happened was with the cardiac arrest case where if you – if because you, what you're doing is you're latching on and you're you're right with what you're getting but you're just getting a little bit sloppy because you kind of skip ahead and you just need to check your boxes and, and keep going forward. So just make sure that you – that's why the paper in front of you is important because if you – I don't know. I guess I haven't seen it in a while, how you're drawing it out, but that's why the different boxes are there. Cause you'd be like, Oh my God, I never did an exam. Cause when you called ortho, you know, I was going to give you a little bit of, "Eh," and I would have taken points off if it was like, if I was the examiner, although you got it, but you know, you didn't get pulses on the femur, you know, you didn't check to see if it was open or closed or if they had sensation or anything like that, which is obviously like very important. Yeah. I basically did not.
1: Dude, yeah. I I have made that mistake as an intern before, just seeing an open fracture, like an open wrist fracture, and immediately calling ortho, because you know, we we all know hand surgery is gonna need to see this patient,
0: but it's just it gives you a little more style points. You know, if it's a wrist fracture, you know, it's it's a lot different saying, Hey, I have a patient with open wrist fracture than if you say, Hey, I have a a right-handed male cellist. Who has a open wrist fracture of his right wrist? It just it it makes you sound just like a little more well rounded. Not that you miss any of the critical actions by any means, but it just makes you sound a little more clean. Does that make sense? So so just make sure that you don't get so whatever it is that you have to put on that paper in front of you. Have something there so that you you catch yourself and you're like, oh my god, the whole quadrant is empty. What quadrant was that? Oh, that was where I was supposed to order labs. <laughs> Oh, I never got labs. I never followed up on the labs. Um, but I, so that's my critique. Honestly, you did really, really well. I thought you showed a good understanding of hyperkalemia. Um, you, you managed the case well. you resuscitated the case. Well, you picked up on the rhabdo. Um, Obviously, you know, rhabdo plus an enuric patient, (laughs) like this, who misses dialysis, like this isn't good. Um, yeah, it's like, what are you, what are you going to do? But One of the things you did well, so you gave all the appropriate, so you did the albuterol, you did the insulin, you know, I, I think you're right to consult the pharmacy on the insulin. I was talking to, with another attending about this the other day, the right way to kind of do that in these dialysis patients because it, they get really they do go hypoglycemic on you, so you kind of need to be careful while at the same time you want to treat the hyperkalemia as well. Um, you One thing you did really well is you went back and you rechecked the potassium, you rechecked the finger stick. So you didn't just get it once and move. Like You actually circled back, rechecked the EKG, and so that was very good. Because – well, so isn't that
1: kind of what you're supposed to do in terms of how much calcium you give? Because there's not a standard dose for hyperkalemia. You give calcium until that EKG normalizes,
0: right? Right, pretty much. But I mean just – I'm just saying from pure test day. I mean because it's not going to be that – the cases aren't, like, so hard that you're. it's, like, really you're trying to, like, fine-tune things to that extent. Like, they're pretty straightforward. It's just tricky because there's so many things that you have to just kind of – you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. Okay. Um, but that's – you know, that's – obviously it's not going to be a completely normal EKG. <laughs> like, oh, the EKG is 100%? No. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's the point. <laughs> Clinically, what do you think of k what are people saying? Uh, so my,
1: so what I am told as a lowly intern by our attendings is the data, the evidence isn't that great, and even for the studies that do show it works good, it takes time to work, and especially for this patient who is just going to get all their K taken off with dialysis, it it's a moot point essentially because it's going to take. At least 24, maybe 48 hours to start excreting some of that K in the stool. So you're exactly right. Is there a downside
0: to giving it? Um, I, I'm not well-versed because I've actually never given it myself. Um, so this is a medicine that is out there. We managed in our department to get it removed from our Pixis. So that, w- that way when like nephrologists and stuff would ask us to give K-X, we'd say we actually don't have it in the department. Um because the evidence for it is like a very, you're talking several days later type of a thing. Like it, it doesn't work rapidly. And the problem with KXLate specifically is there's been several cases of bowel necrosis, um, in it, it, which is a big time disaster when it happens. And I, no, I can't say I'm like, oh, I gave this. You know what I mean? Like that's just what I've been told. But that those case reports are definitely out there on that, and so that's why people have kind of moved away from it. In addition to the fact that it doesn't actually help you in the emergent setting because it takes so long to onset. But I would imagine, you know, this guy's going to surgery and stuff. He's going to get a little ileus. Now you're giving him kayexilate. Like I don't know. It seems like a bad combo. Seems like a good recipe to yeah. mess up some gut. Um, there are other ones coming out. So there's, there's – it's like zirconium or something, um, patyromere or something. I don't even know how to say it. We don't have them on our, at our hospital yet, but there's other options out there as well um, that they're kind of coming up with that are maybe a little safer than k But But um, that's just kind of a side clinical thing. I just noticed that you didn't give that, and that was something that originally I had been taught to give that I don't give anymore. Um. Yeah, I think – I'm, I'm not even, I mean, that
1: it's a good point to bring up, you know, because I don't know what the boards, like what the board answer is. Do we give it on the boards? Like, I don't know anyone who gives it in real life.
0: Uh, well, first of all, I, I don't think there, there's very many emergency medicine doctors out there who are very fond of KX Slate. That's more of a, it's It's just, I think it's kind of out. Um, but there's not going to be anything on the boards that's controversial. Because I'm telling you right now, like, let's say it was KX Slate, like, I don't think most residents probably aren't going to get it, or maybe they'd say like, "Oh, I'd consider KX late, but the time of onset is slow." Just, just do how you'd normally do it in real life. Don't do anything. Okay. Don't do anything that is like strange just because it's a board exam. Don't be like, "Oh, I'm going to do some outdated treatment," because maybe they're don't do that because it's actually like real attendings that are grading you too. Like these are like academic attendings, Um, and don't do anything that is like. So current that it's like pushing it, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you don't yeah. want a patient coming in with like hyperkalemia and misdialysis, and you're like, We're starting them on ECMO, <laughs> and you're like, Oh, okay, <laughs> it's not really where we're testing, whatever. Okay, Get ECMO, <laughs> like it's not like that. Just take it, it's a keep treat, keep it very straightforward and go down your list. Um, I don't, there's not really that much to say. I thought you did a really good job. Bicarb doesn't really work unless you're acidotic. This person wasn't really so. Um, and the way you make it, my understanding is you can take like three amps of, um, sodium bicarb, you put in like D5W and you can just run it like 200 mls an hour. And it's the same thing that you would do. So the other, what's another clinical situation where you'd want to start somebody on a bicarb drip? Uh, like aspirin overdose. So yeah. So like an aspirin overdose. Um, what else? Um,
1: uh, for a uh, TCA overdose, nice. So well, like right? sodium
0: channel blockade, good. So, yeah. mean you're getting ready for those in-service exams. I can tell you're getting you're getting tuned up. You're getting smart, man. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, I've been I, <laughs> I've been studying. I can tell. <laughs> Holy smokes! All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did great. I I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts? Because I thought it went really well. I thought you nailed it. Um. No, I uh,
1: just was a little out of order, but yeah, make right. sure
0: that you go through your process. Like just let the process happen. You don't want to drag through the process too slowly. Cause you know, you see how many things can stack together and all of a sudden you see oh, the patient has a bruise on their head at the end and you know, now you're out of time. So you want to move through it when you figure out what's going on, but you still want to at least check those boxes.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I guess I do have one question. How was I timing wise? Did my time run up Run out when I was, like, on the phone with ortho? Uh, no, you were, you were done early.
0: Oh, never. You were done. Oh, yep. sweet. You, okay. you nailed it. Cool. So, anyways, um, for everyone that's listening, I'll post this stuff. I'll post these pictures up on Facebook. Um, the EKGs, I've mostly been taken from, like, Life in the Fast Lane because they have a Creative Common license with it. And their hip fracture, the, the very subtle hip fracture, I got from Radiopedia, which also has – which radi, – Radiopedia? which has a creative common license as well for non-commercial share alike. So anyways, I'll put all of that up on Facebook and y'all can discuss. But anyways, that wraps it up. Um, send me an email, uh, Zach at emclerkship.com, Z-A-C-K at emclerkship.com. Send Mike an email, at em, um, Mike at emclerkship.com, M-I-K-E at emclerkship.com. And until next month, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.